Love Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is the podcast series that interviews various guests about real life topics for people who love to learn. Hey, hello everyone. Happy Saturday. Um, today's June 17, and I have a very special guest, but before I introduce her, the title of the show is Writing and Publishing Books. Oops, one moment. Writing and Publishing Books for Teens with Shanti Hutchinson. She's a 15-year-old author of 22 books. And uh, uh, one moment. Okay. She is a 15-year-old author of 22 books with 13 published. Shanti Hutchinson's first two novellas were published when she was in the sixth grade, although her writing journey started long before then. Ever since she could hold a pencil, marker, or a crayon, she was creating stories. They started with pictures, mere scribbles, and eventually turned into captivating tales. She lives in California with her parents, sister, and furry friends. Besides writing, she enjoys skateboarding, bayblading, free running, falconry, and, of course, reading. She writes in a variety of genres, including science fiction, fantasy, and historical fiction, although she mostly sticks to sci-fi. She advocates for anti-bullying. You may find her at open mic nights performing her spoken word poem, Needles and Thorns, which is about the struggles of bullying in middle schools. Okay, so you can find her books on Amazon under Shanti, spelled S-H-A-N-T-I, Hutchinson, H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N. So go ahead and please visit her author page, okay, at Amazon.com to view and purchase her books. Her website, ShantiHurchinson.com, includes links to all of her books and press, I think it's press releases, but I'll correct that later, okay? So if you um, couldn't catch all that I said because I was speaking too fast and or you speak a foreign language, but understand some English, all you have to do is go to the description of this show on coffeechatwithcamille.com, okay, to connect with her wonderful books. All right, so let's get, I'm going to get Shanti. Where's she at? Oh, voila, there she is. Hi, Shanti. Hi. Hi, Shanti. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Welcome, welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille. I want to go ahead and I introduced you and then um, I'm going to do Q&A with you and then uh, towards at the end of the interview, I'll just have you please let the audience know what your um, social media handles are. Okay. So our first question is when and how do you start writing? Well, that's a great question. So I always 
jump between answers for when I actually started writing. I have multiple memories through my childhood of just being really interested in writing. So I guess um, my first ever quote unquote writing project was when I was in the first grade and it was during our free choice time. And I was like, I want to write a book. And the um, books that I wrote, I'm 99% sure it was genuinely all pictures. I have awful handwriting and didn't have access to a computer. So I'm not sure any of it was legible. But that was the first memory I have of actually being interested in writing and wanting to write a book. Now, when I actually started writing professionally, I was in the sixth grade. And I, I had one of my friends, and I, we started writing these two novellas. And we ended up publishing them, not because we actually really wanted to publish them, but because we wanted printed, printed copies of them and learned of self-publishing. But then I thought it was super cool. So I actually started researching marketing and stuff. However, my interest in those two books kind of faded, um, that is, until the pandemic. And this was a couple months later, and the pandemic hit, and I was bored. I was isolated. I had nothing to do. Therefore, I decided I wanted to write a solo novel. But I took my knowledge of publishing and really expanded from it. And the little things I had learned from those two novellas, I was able to use as I began to write my first real giant novel. And that novel was actually extremely long. It was 250,000 words and 800 pages. So it was split into three books. Um, But the first book is actually available on Amazon. And the second book, after like two years, is going to release on June 23rd. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. What tips do you have for other young writers? I have – there's a lot of different things that I could say for that answer again. Every single interview I have, I always say write the same amount every single day, but I cannot stress enough how important that is. And, of course, that's not going to work for everyone. But for me and so many other writers, consistency is key. So I always recommend finding an amount that's going to work for you and then sticking to it every single day for a couple months. And really, if you're writing enough, before you know it, you'll have your first draft done. And really, I think the hardest thing is just finishing that first book. So then already being able to implement a strategy is extremely helpful and being able to stick to something and really like train your brain into, um, you know, sort of like getting in the habit of writing every single day is the most important thing. And it's such a great skill that you can take through your entire life. Perfect. And then how does one go about publishing your book? So there are many different ways you can publish a book. For me personally, I self-publish with Kindle Direct Publishing and IngramSpark. There are two platforms. You go online, you fill out some forms, you upload your files, and then you can find your book on Amazon and other places. You buy books online. That's like a kind of simplified version of it. Um, it kind of can be tricky to explain. But really, um, if anyone goes online and looks up tutorials, they can find a ton. Um, hopefully in the future I will end up traditionally publishing my books. However, I am in no rush to do so because I really enjoy self-publishing. I enjoy having – it's kind of crazy of me, but I do enjoy really having to do a lot of it myself because it's a really great experience and it's a lot that I can – there's a lot I can learn and then perhaps use in the future. Thanks. Wonderful, wonderful. How have you managed to write so many books? 
So really it kind of ties back to my um, earlier answer in that it's all about that consistency because I write, oh, sorry, I don't know why my voice just cracked. I write every single day and that writing every single day is just like, it's a part of my life now. Like I don't go a single day without writing. And because of that, I can finish my books a lot quicker. The other thing that really helped is my writing process allows me to basically I take a break right before I start the second draft of the editing process of the book. So I finish a first draft and then I have another first draft in my backlog and I always go and I edit that. But then I'm always writing and I'm editing a book. So I never have that break where I'm only like, you know, editing one project. I'm always writing and editing, if that makes any sense. So I end up, um, you know, first off, I finish my books a lot quicker. And then I start a new one while editing a different one. Okay, wonderful, wonderful, excellent. How do you balance school and writing? Honestly, that can be really tricky, and it was for me originally. I often prioritize my writing over my schoolwork. However, now I've gotten a lot better at it. So what I do now is I try to find some time during the school day to at least get, like, half of my goal done. And usually my goal over um, school year is 1,000 words a day. So if I can, you know, find time to write, like, 500 words, usually it's during homeroom, but sometimes if I'm, like, done with all my work, my teachers let me write. And then at home, I try to do 30 minutes of writing and 30 minutes of schoolwork until I'm done. Sometimes I'm writing until really, really late. Other times I'm done with my writing in, like, half an hour, and then I can go work on schoolwork or marketing or anything else that I have to do. And then also, what advice do you have for other teenagers who have been bullied? Oh, that's a great question. Um, So in terms of bullying and anti-bullying, I always recommend, first off, finding someone you can trust to talk to because keeping it in is one of the worst things that I, like, see happen and it's happened to me. Where you feel like you can't tell anyone, therefore, you're just kind of letting it happen. happen. So first off, speak up. Find some trusted adult or person you look up to in your life and tell them what's going on and get their advice, too. Otherwise, if you are being bullied, and I always try to recommend removing, trying to distance yourself from the person and removing yourself from the situation. What I find is a lot of the time the bully is someone who has mutual friends with me or is in my circle of friends. So I know it sounds kind of harsh, but finding other people to hang out with or If you feel comfortable, yes, you can talk to your friends, but also it kind of depends on the situation. But always try to distance yourself from that person. For example, maybe the bully is someone you're working on a group project with. If you could talk to your teacher, if you feel your teacher is a trusted adult and try to get them to kind of distance you, or if the bully is someone that likes sits near you, for example. So always finding ways to kind of get some distance from the situation and also talk to a trusted adult is extremely helpful. That's great advice. And then how can schools handle bullying better? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, let me think about that for a minute. I always think that schools tend to, like, give too much. Um, They listen to the bullies too much. That's a really big problem, and I understand why they do it. But also – it can be incredibly invalidating to the victim. So first, I always think that schools 
a lot of bully, I guess a lot of bullying tends to be viewed as a conflict when it may not be. So I believe that teachers need more training when it comes to bullying so they can, like, better handle the situation in ways that don't empower the bully and then, like, kind of put down or invalidate the victim. I also think that overall schools need to change their mindset of bullying because it's too often that I hear, oh, yeah, you know, it's just a part of school. Like, of course, you're going to get bullied, and it always happens. But then that kind of creates an environment where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, bullying is okay. And that is absolutely not true. So I think the big thing schools need to do is really try to create a community of kindness and really enforce that. And especially um, especially in, like, elementary schools and middle schools, because that's when the students are really young, and they can take that into high school. But really, just in all schools, creating an accepting community and doing anti-bullying assemblies, really talking about it, but also doing it in a way that is mature and not childish or making the topic seem, like, fun and funny. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Why did you choose to write a novel in poetry? So really the choice to write the book as a novel of poetry came, it's so hard to explain because honestly, I don't know why I did, because I think if I would have written You Won't Know Her Name Now, which is the book, I would have actually written it in full text, full novel, everything like that. However, at the time, I was really struggling, and poetry was the way that I was really feeling through the thing that I was struggling with, which is also, you know, kind of the aftermath of bullying, which is what the novel is essentially about. And because poetry was such a big part of me, I was like, you know, I could write a book and I could write this with my poems. There was also an element of that book and its um, limited point of view and it's really kind of like the limited information it gives. And that would, in theory, be pretty hard to do in a full-length novel. So the poetry allows me to kind of take this almost blindsided perspective and not name any of the characters, have everything be very vague. So in some ways it was like a privacy thing, but it was also that that was all that I was strong enough to do. Like I wasn't strong enough to write a full-length novel about it yet. Okay. Um, thank you so much. What are some book recommendations you have for other teens? Hmm. I've had the same favorite books in seventh grade, but I do think this is very – I, I want to say it's a very good book for teens, but also um, I do recommend looking up, like, trigger warnings first. But my all-time favorite book is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's a really great book. It's also very intense and can be hard to get through. Other than that, I always have to recommend, like, just some of my favorite, like, fantasy and sci-fi books, especially for those who are getting started so I really recommend like reading like six of prose it's really great to read as a writer because the author wrote it so brilliantly that um like you can really see like all these like there's all these plot twists and you can really see how well she develops the characters so that's also a really great book especially for teens um and what's another good teen book it's not really a teen book my other favorite book is the book Thief. Um, I definitely think teens can read it, enjoy it, and enjoy it. In fact, I know a lot of schools read it, but it's such a well-written and beautiful book, and it's so good that I just think, like, everybody should read it. Wait, wait, um, uh, excuse me. Like, what's the name of the book again? Because um, 
I couldn't hear you as good. Oh, sorry. Um, the book thief. The book thief. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did everyone hear that? The book thief. Okay. Excellent. And what do you do for fun when you aren't writing? So I do a lot of things. I know there was a lot of stuff mentioned in my author bio. I always forget that's my old author bio. So I don't like actively do a lot of that stuff anymore, but I still actually do on occasion. I'd say currently I really love going for walks. I have um, two cats, so I also love just like hanging out with them and taking care of them. I also, of course, I enjoy reading. I um, watch TV and I skateboard. (laughs) Perfect. And then I know, okay, I asked all my guests this question. Okay, I'm not sure if you're a coffee drinker, but the question is, what is your favorite coffee and or hot beverage? I have a lot of different favorite coffee. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know if I have a good answer. I'm, I'm saying that as I have like an iced tea sitting on my desk. Okay. But um, okay. I like anything that's sweet. So yeah. I like insanely sweet coffee and I go I'll go to Starbucks and I'll add like extra sweetener to it and sometimes like people look at me like I'm crazy (laughs) okay thank you so very much this has been a magnificent interview with you and I feel so um, thankful to you for being here Um, you are just magnificently accomplished and um, I I'm just for one just um, Again, thrilled to have you. Um, I'd like for you to take just a moment, please, to let the audience know where they can, um, well, just what your social media handles are. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so my main social medias are Instagram and TikTok. I have a Twitter account, too, and that is just at Shanti Hirsch. But I genuinely don't tweet a lot on there. I just retweet things. There's nothing you're going to find on there that's not on Instagram or TikTok. Um, my Instagram is at Shanti Hershenson. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N. And my TikTok, that's arguably my best platform, probably not to reach me, I would say Instagram. But I post a lot of writing tips and tutorials as well as things about my books and about myself. That is at Shanti Who Writes. Hey, beautiful. So thank you so much, Shanti. And um, I just wish you the best in the future. I know that you have even more to do. And I admire, absolutely admire you for um, your stance on bullying because it is um, sadly such a tragic part of our culture Um, and something that naturally that we can work on together. So at any rate, I want to thank you. And I'm going to say bye for now, Shanti. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Such a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a magnificent Shanti Hutchinson. And um, she's just such a sparkling and um, I think just such a wonderful example of, you know, how we can start out on the right foot and um, advocate for something greater than ourselves, for um, well, really just to be a 
a caring member of society, right? So um, I loved some of the points that she made as well that I'd like to share with you quickly because I do have another guest that's coming on. I double booked, so I have to do her live. But at any rate, um, she used an a, uh, excellent uh, phrasing, which was that we should create a community of kindness, right? And start it young, like in elementary and middle school. And also, let me see, because I do note-taking with my guest um, to share with you all, okay, in case you miss some things. And also just a summary of uh, some key points, right? And then um, she also said that we should find someone to talk to or a an adult that we trust to speak up to, okay? Then we should distance ourselves from the bully right away, right? And then um, sometimes bullies are associated with a friend of ours or friends of ours. We've got to drop them like a hot potato, correct? As she uh, stated, find new friends, all right? And connect with a different group of kind people. And then, uh, oh, excellent point about the schools, how they spend so much time listening to the bully instead of which excuse me which can in her words invalidate the victim right so that was these points here were just absolutely spot on and mm, just amazing so thank you so much Shanti for your input and your advocacy as well and then also um few points on a lighter side about writing. And I love the key habit of writing every day, right? Go Just saying, hey, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write. If you're an author, a writer, do this, right? Her publishing company, the one that I could really hear her say was KDP, and that stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. That's how you can go through Amazon and publish your book. There's a lot of stipulations and or rules about the way you do it, but it can be done. Okay, just go for it. And then um, I think that's it for now. All right. So we're going to do a wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening to me. My special guest, Shanti Hurchinson. She left at the end of our interview her social media handles and the name of this episode is writing and publishing books for teens with Shanti Hutchinson right she's absolutely amazing and so um, again I want to thank you for listening I want to thank our magnificent guests for her positive feedback and input to the episode and I will see you guys in about actually I'm going to talk again uh, with another great guest at 10.30. So I'm going to say bye for now, okay? And I'll be back in the studio in a few minutes. Thank you for listening. Bye.
Douglas is one of many who found a new life through Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. I was living on the streets when I heard this guy talk about how he got clean and sober at the mission. So I decided to give it a try. I could feel something working inside of me, and I knew I was getting better. Today, my number one goal is to stay clean and sober. And grace will lead me home. To hear more, volunteer, or donate, visit UGM.org. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.